Ever wonder how the podcast you listen to could benefit your students? Ever thought about assigning something other than a final paper? Or ever considered starting your own podcast so that you could provide targeted audio content for your courses? Especially in a world with more and more online classes, podcasts can provide a great alternative to your standard in-class or video lecture. Whether you want students to listen to podcasts or you're looking for them to create their own, I'm here to talk about some of the ways you could integrate podcasts and the classroom. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca Elsa Lois, a Black and Latino Studies and English professor at Baruch College, and this special episode is brought to you by the Transformative Learning in the Humanities Initiative at CUNY. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode. In spring 2021, I was invited to lead a workshop called Podcasts in the Classroom. As part of that invitation, I was asked to make a public contribution regarding the content we covered. Since I was discussing podcasts, it only seemed right to make my contribution an audio contribution. Additionally, I have posted links in the description of the episode to additional resources that may be of help. So in this episode, I will cover using podcasts as an alternative form of student input, podcasts as assessment, and what to consider if starting a podcast for your students. I will be looking at these on an introductory level just to give you some idea of whether you think these approaches might work for you and your classroom. So let's start off with podcasts as input. What I love about podcasts is that they are an alternative form of input, right? especially as literature professors, but I think in the humanities and social sciences in general, we often assign readings for our students to complete. And I'm not asking you to not do that. I still very much do that. But this is just, you know, another way of approaching it. Now that we're online, a, a lot of times we might also use videos to help students with the learning process as well. But podcasts allow you to actively listen while doing something else you know, like the dishes or cooking dinner or commuting, if you still do that. They're accessible on the go. As, you know, it's a pandemic. We're not always going places right now. A lot of us are working from home. Many of us are going to school from home. But we will be back to commuting if we aren't already. And podcasts are great because the students can listen to them on the subway or the bus. You know, so often you're like, oh, don't don't read while you're while you're on public transportation. You're not going to be able to focus. Well, when they put their headphones on and they're listening to the podcast episode, it is a way that they can engage in the course content while not necessarily sitting in front of a desk. You can listen while you're doing chores. You can listen while you're walking the dog. A lot of times you got to get other stuff done but you also need to do your homework? Well, here you go. Podcasts, right? Another thing I love about podcasts is that they're free to listen to. Usually the platform that hosts them, I have used SoundCloud, also Podbean, uh, but there are many others as well. They have a site that you can directly access and the students can just, you know, click a link to the URL or type it in or whatever it is, do a Google search and, and listen to it for free. You can also share the podcast to things like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And these are things that students 
either already have access to or are free apps that they can download and access for podcast purposes. Podcasts encourage active learning. I mean, have your students complete an assignment related to what they're listening to. Have them email the show with their thoughts, you know, and if it's not your own podcast, have them send you a copy of what they wrote into this podcast. You can provide questions in advance for consideration while listening. And honestly, it's just a different way of learning and it shakes things up. Ask yourself, you know, where do you listen to podcasts? When do you listen to podcasts? And why do you listen to podcasts? Build your assignments around this and it'll work not just for you, but also for your students. However, there are a few things you might want to consider before you start assigning podcasts to your students. And I think the first and most important is accessibility. And I'm going to look at this on two levels. The first one, you know, is your podcast available on an app or a website or both, preferably? How do students have access to this? Right. Take that into consideration. Um, I use SoundCloud. I will often link the podcast in Blackboard, which is the platform that CUNY uses, or Teams if you're using that, Canvas, whatever program you use. But I also remind students that it's available on their phone. If they have an Apple phone, there's a podcast app there. If they uh, have an Android or other type of phone, Stitcher is an option, right? You can provide different platforms for your students to access the podcast on the go. Now, the other thing with accessibility is uh, deaf and hard of hearing students. The first semester after I decided to start a podcast and assign them to my students as a required element of their work, I had a deaf student in my class. So I had to come up with an alternative. Now, since it was my own podcast, I was able to share the show notes with her or transcripts if you have them. But if it's not your own podcast and they don't have accessible transcripts, what alternative assignments will you come up with for uh, students in that situation? You might also want to consider the length of your podcast. How much time do you expect students to dedicate to listening to a podcast? How much time is going to be spent on other forms of input or assignments? So, for example, will you only assign a podcast this week because it's a two-hour podcast? Or will you assign a podcast and some reading because, you know, it's a 25-minute podcast and a short chapter? And finally, frequency. How often will students listen to the podcast? which is a little bit different than how much time they'll listen to it, right? You know, how much time will they listen to it suggests in a particular week, but how often will you be requiring this of them weekly or just occasionally throughout the semester? I suggest switching things up and, and not always or only using podcasts. So, you know, again, just a few surface topics to sort of get your mind going when you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I integrate podcasts that already exist into my curriculum? Think about podcasts you like and assign those. I mean, if they're related in some way to your content. Next up is podcast as assessment. First, we'll talk about why, and then we'll talk about how. The why for instructors, if you are the professor, I mean, a big thing for me is that it provides variety when I'm grading. 
you get to the end of the semester, you're teaching three courses, there's 30 students in each course, average numbers here, 90 papers you got to grade in that one week. That's a lot. If you offer podcasts as an alternative assessment, then you can split that up. You're not always sitting there reading paper after paper, but instead can listen to their knowledge of a given topic. One thing that I really like about this is that it allows for me to focus on content over mechanics and grammar, and it also allows the student to not worry about that to the same extent. Yes, they do need to be comprehensible. Yes, I do need to understand the topic that they're going into, but I don't have to worry about correcting grammar in the same way that I maybe have felt the need to do in a written text. And really what I care about is that the students know the content. Now, of course, if your content is mechanics and grammar, that's a whole other story. But if you're looking for them to really demonstrate their understanding of a subject, this provides them with an alternative means of doing that. And honestly, it really takes a, about the same amount of time as reading a paper. When I listen to a podcast, the, the project I assign is usually 10 to 12 minutes. And I mean, it takes me at least that to, to read through a paper. Well, what about the why for students, though? Now, for students, it gives them an opportunity to try something new or something different. I mean, many students, when I first present this idea of a podcast as a final project, I have never even considered doing something like that before, right? So for some of them, it's a curiosity. Ooh, maybe I'll try something new. For some, it may be intimidating, but you sort of build their comfort around the idea throughout the semester. It provides them an alternative means of demonstrating their knowledge on a subject, and it helps develop oral communication skills and confidence in presenting. I mean, nobody likes to hear their own voice when they're going back and editing, but it does sort of allow you to listen back as you're editing and say, okay, how often am I saying um or so or right? Podcasts encourage students to engage with new technology or with technology in new ways. As I mentioned, most of my students had never considered doing a podcast assignment for a final project, and some of them didn't even necessarily listen to podcasts prior to our class. Podcasts allow for creativity. And one of my favorite things is the uh, possible publication for students. Now, I teach... Uh, primarily in the Black and Latino Studies department right now, but the podcast that I developed was for my courses in the English department, the Great Works of Literature courses. And I always encourage students who created podcast assignments to publish their final projects. What I would do is take two or three of the student episodes after they had granted me permission to do so and combine them with a little introduction and conclusion and post that as part of my actual podcast. If you look for my podcast, Why Do We Read This? You'll notice that there are four student special episodes listed throughout the, the catalog of episodes. And these were for students who wish to publish their work. And I always encourage them to add this to their resume or CV. Hey, I'm published on a podcast. I did an episode of a podcast and here it is. And finally, a, a why would be to offer potential real-world application of skills. 
many of our students are going to have to make arguments and support claims and so on in whatever job they go into, but not necessarily in your standard academic paper kind of way. Allowing students to create a podcast gives them another approach to dealing with these real world skills that they may use in terms of making oral arguments. Now, how do we do this? First of all, talk it up. Mention it as an option at the start of the semester. It's in my syllabus. Now, I don't give details as to the final project in the first day of class, but they can see that one of their options for a final project is to create a podcast. Then I provide podcasts for the students to listen to. Sometimes it's only one or two episodes in a semester. Other times it's every other week. It depends on the course. But I also provide students with low stakes assignments based on those podcasts that they listen to. So, hey, reflect on this. What were three things that stood out to you? What was, you know, what made sense? What did you have questions about? And sort of ask them to reflect on what they've listened to. And the third thing I do is provide a sort of mm, low to mid stakes audio assignment earlier in the semester. I call them checkpoints and they're two to three minutes long. And it just sort of gets students in the practice of doing an audio recording to see if that's something they want to do for their final project. Because a lot of times when they think, well, this is my final project. It's worth a lot. I don't want to try something new that I'm not familiar with. I'll just stick with a paper like I've always done. That's understandable. You know, if 30 to 50% of your grade is relying on this form that you've never tried before, why would you necessarily risk it, right? Some would, but many would not. So by providing this assignment earlier in the semester where they can kind of get the feel for it, it sort of pushes students to gravitate in that direction if they find it something they enjoyed. Consider it as an alternative option to a traditional paper presentation. So for my final project, I give students the option of a paper, a podcast, or a video. They can create whichever of the three that they feel most comfortable expressing their ideas in. Structure it similarly to a paper. For me, that means requiring a proposal a draft bibliography, and an outline. So I ask students, no matter what project type they're focusing on, to submit these components towards the end of the semester, where I then provide them feedback to help them fully flesh out their final project idea. Make sure you provide links. There are tutorials to help with software. There are links to convert file types. Help your students out by giving them these links. Make sure you're listening to podcasts throughout the semester. Students become more familiar with the structure of them, and that makes them more creative in how they approach the final project. Consider allowing students to work in pairs or individually, right? The pair dynamic for a podcast is really fun, maybe even groups of three if you're, you're willing to do that. But not all students have the schedule to do that, but would still like to try something new. So again, Options is really key here. Make sure you discuss the potential components of the podcast, right? As you're going through and listening, talk about how, how do these podcasts structure themselves? What do they tell you up front? What do they kind of do in the middle? And how do they end it? And because 
for me, this is research-based, I do ask them to provide a sort of setup or thesis as part of their introduction to the podcast, include two or three sections, and then a wrap-up. By doing this, it's very similarly structured to a paper, but it allows them that flexibility and conversational tone as a way to approach the project. The last thing I'm going to talk about, and I'm not really going to get into a lot of detail on this one, is starting your own course-specific podcast. I provided links in the show notes for a video that I recorded that serves as an introduction to things to consider. There are also links to Google Docs in the show notes. One is a list of resources that I've found helpful. I'm not sponsored by anyone on the list. It's just things that I've used, and if I haven't, it says so. Another is a sample of the final project that I use for my Latinas course this semester, spring 2021. Uh, feel free to use it as is or adapt it as you see fit. It's a read only, but you can copy the content and paste it into another document if you'd like. Some of the things I discuss in the video that I provided is, you know, figuring out what your podcast is about. That's, I mean, you got to know that before you get started with anything else. Asking why you want to start the podcast. Why are you doing this? What is the purpose? What do you want to get out of it? What do you want your students to get out of it? I discuss how to get started, make suggestions about hosting platforms, suggest a few options for equipment, discuss editing, and the time commitment. How long is each episode going to be? How frequently you want to release your new episodes? And how much time does it take from start to finish? There's a few more pieces of advice on there as well. So click the link in the description and that will bring you to the video. Or you can search for my YouTube channel, Why Do We Read This? And that video should be available to watch. Finally, don't think of creating a podcast for your classroom as a lecture in audio form. Make it fun. You know, put a spin on it that takes it beyond the classroom style lecture. Make it something your students want to listen to even after they finish your class. The biggest thing to consider, however, is if you're enjoying the podcast as a project. Is it fun? Keep doing it. If you're enjoying it, hopefully the students are too. So thanks for joining me for this special podcast episode. What did you think? Share your thoughts with me. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to me on Twitter at RLSalois, that's R-L-S-A-L-O-I-S, or via the podcast account at Why Do We Read This? I'm happy to answer questions if I'm able to, or just chat about podcasts in general. Check out my past episodes of Why Do We Read This on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or other podcast aggregators. Share the podcast with your friends and family, and especially if you're a world literature professor, share them with your students. I always wrapped up Why Do We Read This with a, with a motto, and so I think I'll share that here with you today, just as a way to, to link the two, to wrap everything up, and to remind you of how we should approach this world. Question all the things. Thanks for listening. <laughs>